Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. And in today's episode, as you can tell by the title, you can go ahead and see that it's going to be a Raiders and Dodgers episode. Um, Of course, both teams were in action last night, Sunday, or yesterday being Sunday. They were both in action. Raiders had a a 1 p.m. game against the Denver Broncos, a game that I'll be talking about here, definitely. I'll also be talking about the unfortunate loss for the Dodgers going up against the Braves, where we are unfortunately down 2-0 or two games to none uh, in in the game of seven series. Um, So just before we get into it here, guys, I do just want to thank everybody for tuning in today for another listen. I've been trying to get more consistent here with the episodes and everything and all that. But, um, you know, just trying to do my best here, Um, but definitely trying to get some transitions going so that way I can better my podcast and better the episodes as well for you guys. But um, I do appreciate everybody that has been listening and definitely go ahead and tell your friends, family, anybody that you think that will enjoy the podcast. Check it out. See if they enjoy it themselves as well. So just before we get into the podcast, guys, I do as well just want to remind everybody that you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter as well. It's going to be West Coast Pod 702. Again, that's West Coast Pod 702. Plus, you can find me on my email address in case if you don't have social media. It's West Coast Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Shoot me up an email. Shoot me up a DM. Anything you want to talk about, topics, questions, I'll make sure to go in and take a look at it. And we'll go in and discuss either on there. I'll bring it up on the podcast, whatever it is. Even if you want to just shoot me something to go ahead and bring up on the podcast, I'll do that too. So we'll get right into it here, guys. I'm actually going to flip things around a little bit. I'm going to talk about the Dodgers first. You know, kind of end the uh, the podcast in a uh, happier sense. You know, talking about the Raiders and their and their victory. Uh, we'll talk about the Dodgers here. I'm gonna, of course, end the end it in a more positive way, just because as if you guys have, re- if you guys remember, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, I'm really confident in the Dodgers. You know, I'm I'm really thinking that this is just a minor setback. If if you guys remember last year, we went down three games to one against the Braves, and we came back, won three in a row, and ended up taking the series, going into um, made it to the World Series. So I'm not all that worried. We got we have home field advantage. We got three games coming up at Chavez Ravine over in L.A. And the Braves historically have never been that great of a team in L.A. You know, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely confident. I can't wait to go in and see the next game. I believe it's actually uh, is it Tuesday? Is it tomorrow on Tuesday or is it Wednesday? Um, but uh, Walker Bueller has already been announced as the uh, as a starting pitcher. I believe uh, Charlie Morton is the starter for the Braves. I believe historically we've actually been okay. Um, At first we weren't all that great against Charlie Morton, but I believe in the past couple years we've been pretty damn good against them. And the Braves have always, I believe, had a little bit of an issue with um, Walker Bueller. So hopefully with his rest and everything, he can actually go deep into the game, maybe go six, seven innings. So that way we don't have to eat up much much of our our, um, bullpen on this one. But I'm definitely excited. Um, I may, the main thing, just kind of break down the game here, guys. Dodgers, we started off in a great... We started off, you know, with the bats, you know, early and everything. We got off to a 2-0 lead in the, in the first inning. But after that, there was not much offense. We could, we left a lot of runners on base. Um, you know, it was it was a little bit difficult. You know, I, I got to say, it was... It was um, Definitely hard in order to go and piece together a couple couple hits together and maybe get a run or two here. 
Um, a couple players have been just kind of doing their thing, have been playing well, but none of them, nobody has really been able to kind of piece, um, you know, back-to-back hits or enough hits in order to go and start generating some runs. Now, of course, that can always just be, you know, the the really good pitching and defense from the Braves, and I, I got to give it up to them. I can't say anything bad about them or anything like that. They've been playing good. They've been getting hits together at the right time. Shit, they've been super clutch, and when it comes down to it being in the ninth inning or eighth or ninth inning, you know, when it comes down to late innings, they are just, you know, for whatever reason, they're doing really good. They're really locked in and focused during those late innings. Not to say that we're not or anything like that as being the Dodgers or anything like that, but it is... um it is definitely something to keep an eye on, you know, just the level of focus that that one team has compared to another. I feel like maybe we did maybe approach or maybe some of the guys are approaching it in the sense of like, oh, we got this and this is, you know, it ain't nothing. You know, the Braves ain't nothing kind of deal. But I feel like no matter what, in, in all professional sports, you should never approach it that way or anything like that. But maybe it may, that might not be the case. It might just be straight up just Braves have been getting lucky, but... Again, I'm not trying to make it seem like we're in a bad way or anything like that. You know, Mookie Betts has been doing his thing. Corey Seager has been kind of getting his groove back together. Even Cody Bellinger has been looking more like his old self, like the MVP. Cody Bellinger, you know, um, even uh, Galvin Lux has been doing his thing, you know. So it's like it's just a matter of just kind of piecing everything together. And it seems like we can get everything to going going in the right direction here pretty soon, you know, especially with us coming back home. It would be a good way to kind of just get everybody you know, focused and ready, prepared and getting, you know, hopefully we can come out with three straight wins here at home, kind of turn the tables on on Atlanta. And then uh, after that, it will be one game in Atlanta. And then the last game will be back at home game seven. Uh, so, you know, I mean, if it does go down to game seven, I, I definitely like our chances, you know, even if it is tied three, three going back home, I like our chances at home overall. Now, we'll definitely keep an eye on on the series here well i'll do another post game uh kind of deal right after i know I'd, i was gonna do a post game after game one but with both games kind of being close together like that and with the raiders playing last night as well or yesterday i thought it was just a good idea to do two and one kind of deal tonight so um hopefully um hopefully we hopefully we get another win here coming up um well i'll do another another post game maybe after that game for game three again with a uh, walkie Bueller with walkie Bueller being the uh starting pitcher and everything so we'll see what happens we'll talk later on after that and just to kind of transition you know to get off of maybe <laughs> uh to going to talk about a potential victory and talking about an actual victory that happened yesterday raiders ended up winning improving their uh, record to four and two, being uh, tied for first place with the Chargers uh, in the in the, in the AFC West, and we ended up getting the victory there, 34 to 24. And I know most of you kind of, oh, that's only 10 points, you know. And you guys might hear a lot like Raiders kind of dominate dominated the game where we were really dominant, and I did see it that way, uh, especially going towards the third quarter. I believe we had a what was it? It was like 30. I believe it was like 28 to 10 or something like that. I want to say 28 to 10, and then they eventually got up to 34 and 10. Then that's when the uh, that's when the Broncos actually started to they got a they got a touchdown. I believe in garbage time because they got a touchdown to make it 17 to 34. Then they, I believe that's when they they got that garbage time touchdown, making it 24 or getting all the way up to 24 points. 
you know, making it seem like it was a little bit closer. I mean, hey, even at the end, they got an onside kick, so they were really going for it. I was, um, you know, really thinking that they were going to be, uh, you know, pushing it, you know, towards the end there. But uh, overall, our defense came through. We were able to go ahead and get a whole lot of turnovers. I, I was, I think it was like five total, five total turnovers, three sacks, uh, or no, five sacks, and three turtle, three turnovers, something, like, or something like that. I know. Uh, Trayvon Merrick got his first um, his first interception. Then I believe it was also yeah um, Brandon Faison or, or yeah Faison or something like that or Faison. He ended up getting a an interception as well. Um, Nate Hobbs played it exceptionally well. He has been playing more slot corner this entire time, and he actually had a chance to play on the outside in this game. You know, with all the injuries and everything that happened. I believe it was actually um, Brandon Faison who actually got hurt for a little bit, had to come out, and then that, that's when um, uh, Eric Hobbs ended up com- coming in there for a little bit. So it was definitely good to go and see just overall how deep our bench can start going, and especially with these new with these new signings, because Brandon Faison was actually a, a, a new signing that we had. You know, he was a guy who was familiar with um, Gus Bradley's uh, defensive system or scheme. So it was definitely, and it definitely showed out there. You know, he came out there, balled out, ended up playing an, an exceptional game. Uh, Max Crosby got to give up his his props to the game as well. He ended up coming out with three sacks and a forced fumble. Um, Denzel Pierman, he ended up playing an exceptional game. He ended up coming out there. I believe he was a tackle leader. He ended up coming up with that fumble recovery. Even um, Jonathan Abram came up with his, uh, I believe now it's his third interception for his career. Uh, first one for the year, if I'm not mistaken, or for the season. Uh, he ended up playing a great game. He was mentioned out there quite a bit. So, I mean, uh, the reason I'm mentioning all these players is just because the the defense has been doing their thing, guys. If there's nothing, if there's nothing else that I would mention from this podcast or from all the podcasts that I've done with the Raiders, is that their defense has been rolling. They're, I mean, and, of course, they're not lights out because they're not, they're, you know, they're, they're still allowing points here and there, but they're gaining stops. They're getting stops when they need to. I mean, I, I mean, if it would have been the same defense that we had last year or the year before that, that twenty, those twenty-four points could have been thirty-five. We would have lost by a point or lost by a, a touchdown or something like that. Who knows? It would have been an incredibly high-scoring game. But um, overall, our defense has been able to count to keep teams from scoring you know for, especially when it matters especially when we need a stop or something like that and again that that one of the touchdowns you can definitely take away because it was one of the ones in garbage time as i mentioned you know but overall our defense has been doing the thing they're they're living up to that chant that gus bradley had talked about from the very beginning if you guys remember it say it with me fast physical ball out raiders have kind of just i don't know whether if they're like thinking about this thing inside of their head all the time that they're there but literally that's what our defense is they're fast they're physical and they always try to figure out a way to get a turnover no matter what no matter what they try to figure out a way to get a turnover interception a fumble or even if it is turnover on downs they try to find a way to get that ball back in our offense's hands speaking of the offense here guys I'm really, really happy to go in and see that this uh, dynamic duo, this uh, two-headed monster of Josh Jacobs and, and Kenyon Drake has um, finally appeared, has um, has emerged from us just talking about it. You know, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, 
You guys know that I was really high on this, that I was really excited to see Kenyon Drake out there provide a little bit of a different um, look to the offense, to provide a different look to the running team, to the running team. You know, provide more of that catching offense or, or catching threat out of the backfield. Even Josh Jacobs got involved with it. You even got to see Kenyon Drake get uh, get out there for a big run as well. I believe he had two touchdowns on the night. Josh Jacobs had a one really big run or a really big catch and run. Uh, same thing with Kenyon Drake. So it's definitely it was definitely exciting to kind of see what that's gonna look like, what that's looking like after all this time of us talking about it and people. Uh, being really hyped up about it uh honestly on the offensive side a lot of our leaders a lot of the guys i mean on, on both sides really you can you can name um uh what's his name um you can name mad max crosby he ended up stepping up Yannick Ngakwe, another big time leader uh nate hobbs he ended up being a big time leader on that on that squad uh you have denzel perriman who's a big time um you know how you have um you have Corey Littleton. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of guys out there who are just basically just trying to show up and show out that that this team is not going to let some drama, some some issues, some adversity, you know, just control the game, you know, take it away from them, you know, allow the team to to come in and think that they're going to be able to just roll over, roll over us and everything and, and just come out with an easy win. You know, and I, and I really think that was one of the big stories that kind of came out. And for those of us who are big time Raider fans, who are diehards, we know about this. We know that this team was not going to go out there and just let them just take over the game. You know, just that we were just going to roll over and die or anything like that. Like we have a long season to go. And the guys who stepped up are definitely the, the leaders. Even Darren Waller stepped up. Josh Jacobs stepped up. Of course, Derek Carr stepped up. The offensive line stepped up in a big way. Uh, even Henry Ruggs, he got the, he had a huge catch, you know, that ended up coming up uh, in the game as well. Uh, even Brian Edwards played a really solid game and everything as well. So I mean, um, I gotta give it up to just the the players. They even Derek Carr in a, in a press conference interview, he talks about, well, you know, they ask him about the leadership and everything in this night. He's like, well, I'm still here. Mad and Mad Max is still here. Unique is still here. You know, he mentioned a few other guys. And it's true. There's 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 different types of leadership out there, guys. And not to go in and discredit John Gruden, there was actually even a quote or a tweet that I responded to on um on Twitter, of course, right? <laughs> but the, the, the tweet was about was from like a, a Las Vegas page that I follow here being a Vegas. And the, and, it, and it talked about how if John Gruden has been holding back the Raiders, if anything, and I had to think about it for a little bit and I'm like, well, maybe it could be true. It, it could be true that maybe, yeah, he was holding back a little bit because as we know, John Gruden's a little bit more conservative with his, uh, with his plate, with his play calling. He wants to make sure that he dominates the ball, dominates the possession. He wants to make sure that he runs down that clock and makes it more difficult in order for the other team to be out there and scoring points. Now I got to say, Last night could or yesterday's game could definitely look that way, you know, but this team was definitely determined. This team, I think, has always been determined, you know, this this entire season. We've been determined to show, you know, not even just not even other fans, but Raider Nation that we that we're, they're there, that, that, we're, that they're there to go in and win games, to perform, to, you know, to 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 show that what they got, you know, overall. I mean, it's a good team that, that we got this year and and. 
if you guys have been keeping up and everything, you know, following the right kind of people, not listening to the to the national media. I mean, should not if you if you haven't been listening to, to the national media, and you've been listening to some of the people that I've that I've told you about, you know, people that are actually covering the Raiders on with like a glove that are actually there at the practices that are actually there watching the games. You would know that this team is not, you know, what the national media talks about. You know, we're actually a better team than that. We're actually a team who can contribute, who can actually get some wins, who is good. <laughs> you know, us being us being tied for first in the AFC West is not a surprise to me. Us being four and two is not a surprise to me. Us being able to get that good of a win is not a surprise to me. If it would have been with John Gruden, I wouldn't have been surprised. Now, of course, I'm not going to talk anymore about all that stuff, guys. He made his bed. He did what he did. And we're moving forward from it. I just really expect it. I just really think that a lot of people are just kind of expecting everybody to just dwell on that when we've had so much adversity, so many issues, so much drama in our past as Raiders, as, as, as Raider Nation, that stuff like that doesn't phase us. And I was actually talking about this with uh, with a new friend of mine. I actually, I actually went to um, the UNLV game on Saturday against Utah State. Unfortunately, they lost 28 to four. Uh, on Saturday, though, they had they played um, at Allegiant Stadium. You know, UNLV having a new stadium as well with the Raiders there at Allegiant Stadium. I went there with the wife, with my friend, with um, our friend Jocelyn, and uh, her brother, her and her, her a few of her cousins as well. And I was talking to one of them. He's a Raider fan as well. So we were talking about, you know, like, it's funny how people want us to kind of dwell on the issues that happened with John Gruden and all those and the emails and everything and all that. I mean, like, shit, we, we've been dealing with this kind of stuff all of our lives. You know, for those of us who are longtime Raider fans, we've been dealing with this stuff. You know, like we expected this team to be like, cool, like, yeah, John Gruden is not here, but we're still here. We still got to push in. Like, hey, this thing is bigger than John Gruden. The Raider Nation is bigger than John Gruden, than anybody, than and than Derek Carr, than any one player, than any one coach. It's it's bigger than that. So overall, we we, we were talking about just like it's not gonna be a big deal, you know, like this kind of stuff. Like we expected them to come into into last night's game and, and getting that victory, you know, to kind of shut up the shut up the media and to actually show everybody what they're all about. So um, you know. Overall, I'm really happy with the team. It was a good victory, good morale booster, a good way to kind of just get the get the team rolling in the right direction, you know, to kind of turn the page. And now we look forward to what will be on week seven now coming up. So we'll definitely talk more about that, guys, later on. Again, we're, we're first in the AFC West. We might as well celebrate this win. It was a good win. It was a good victory, good way to bounce back from all the drama and all the bullshit. So we just got to keep it pushing, Raider Nation. But I really hope it, I really hope you guys um, you know enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the game. Uh, definitely check out tonight's game, you guys. If you guys are listening to this before uh, Monday night football, definitely go check out that game. It's supposed to be a really good one. But until next time, guys. Raider Nation, Laker Nation, Dodger Nation, all the nations. No matter what team you're listening to, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you again, guys. Hope you guys have been enjoying it. And until next time, guys. Peace. <laughs>